0: Welcome to the No Mongol Podcast, a weekly show about all things skateboarding. My name is Rick Beta. Happy Easter Sunday to you. You can follow along on social media at Rick Beta, R-I-C-K-B-A-T-A, or you can also email the show, Podcast at gmail.com. So, speaking of Easter, you know, candy usually gets tossed around. And I was thinking, like, what's your favorite candy? Even if you don't eat candy anymore, what was your favorite candy? Like, And it's weird how, like, your favorite candy as a kid continues to grow on, grow on into adulthood, you know? Sometimes it changes, sometimes it doesn't. But my favorite candy of all time, which R.I.P., of course, of course is not around anymore, was uh, peanut butter Twix. Loved it. Loved that stuff. Caramel Twix, nope. Any of the other Twix, you know, iterations? Nope, nope, nope. It's all about the peanut butter Twix. <sighs> but R.I.P. though. And you might say, Rick, dude, Reeses are good. I'm like, yeah, but they don't have the crunch. Doesn't have the cookie, the crunch factor. is not the same. Reeses are good. Reeses, it's good candy. But I think a, a close second for me though would be like Kit Kat because I need that crunch for some reason. But anyway, that just popped in my head. Like, What's your favorite candy? Is your favorite, you know, like mine, favorite candy no longer around. Bring back peanut butter Twix, damn it. This is unacceptable. Unacceptable. So anyway, I know this is a skateboarding podcast, as I said, but I just had to, you know, I go with what's on the top of my mind. It just pops in and just kind of vocalize, you know, whatever. But I wanted to start off with, you know, three quick topics, actually, for this time around. It's a little different format. Three quick ooh, three quick topics to start off with. I, I'm starting out, I'm checking my notes here. So topic one, Walker Ryan and his wife are going to have a little Walker soon. Yes. That's right. His wife is pregnant, and he's already said this, quote, one thing for sure, this little dude's going to be a traveler. I mean, I believe it, and I don't think he was referring to basketball, you know? So congrats to the Ryan family. That's awesome. So topic two, and here's something that dawned on me in like what the last year and a half, but I didn't know it'd become like a permanent thing, okay? So last year, no one in the high school that I work at used an ins- or was assigned a locker, you know? So I figured it was just like post-COVID, maybe that was related because of the pandemic, but this year it's the same. So I was like, damn, here we go, another RIP to lockers, and I mention this because I, you know, see all the I know the skaters now, because they have to carry their boards around. So I talked to them about their gear, what they're doing, where they're skating, you know, current videos. But they have to, you know, bring their board to class, you know, class to class, holding on to it at brunch and lunch. You know, they'll never have the convenience of, you know, storing their boards in their locker until after school, you know, or displaying like their pro skater like shrine for all to see you know you open the the door of the locker you got your you know favorite picks you know i had you know i had roscoe probably in the back you know cab soy not so all i had all those probably in my locker at one point i rotated you know and of course maybe a rat bones you know logo that i drew in my hand you know they they don't have that experience they're not going to have that experience and it appears and it appears that lockers are a thing of the past and it's not just at the school I work at. I did a couple quick searches online. There's a lot of people that are writing about it, you know? It's an ongoing trend and it's slowly taking over. So, RIP to school lockers, you know? You will never be forgotten. And thank you for the convenience. Storing my board until after school. They will never be forgotten. I mean, unless of course, you know, since all the TV shows and movies continue to use them as if they are still a thing, which they're not. You know, unless they are in your city or your state or your your kids' school, let me know. And then, topic three, real quick at the top. Actually, let's see. Let me hold on a sec. I wasn't prepared. I got to put on my ESPN shirt and tie for this one. All right. Let me adjust. Colors don't match, but I don't care. Easter colors today. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So, 37 year old Ripper Bastion Salabonzi recently was welcomed to the Karyuma team. Yes, you heard that right. My initial thought, I like this move. Good for him. But most importantly, good for Karayuma, right? They picked up a solid dude. This brand needs it. You say what you want about the, you know, the shoe, but me personally, it's I mean, they're just not for me. Not my style. Not you know, it, it just not my thing, right? But if if that means we get to keep seeing more from Mr. Salabonzi, I am all for it. So but And it also looks like he's at least getting flowed by Bright Skateboards. And it's funny, in my notes, I, I want to read it as Bertie, but, you know, I'm not dyslexic, but it, that, that word easily tricks my brain. But Bright Skateboards, so it looks like he's getting some flow for them, so we'll see. But I did see a lot of them in that video with that, what, three-minute and 50-second edit. And if you have any doubt that he has lost his touch at his age, peep that opening line. That's all I got to say. That's the reason why he's still getting boards and shoes. Let me get a quick sip of water. Before I dive on in here. So next up. Now normally whenever I see a new documentary from, you know, Santa Cruz Skateboards on their YouTube page, I click on that thumbnail faster than you can say Santa. You know, I click on it so fast because I know, but actually this day, of course, it took me, or this time around it took me about 11 days to get to but I know there's going to be some good quality stuff going on there you know but their latest video avoiding the dark path through skateboarding and family the Emmanuel Guzman story aka True Grit well worth your time that's all I got to say i mean first off you know like i said it's Santa Cruz so you know it's going to be quality content and two it's Emmanuel Guzman so i'm all about learning about his you know upgrading, his journey to where, how he got to where he currently is at. Ron Whaley, one of skateboarding's tallest skaters, if not, actually, no, he is the tallest skater, right? I know I've talked about this before. Anyway, he got things started off with describing, quote, Santa Cruz style, you know, and he almost, if you think about it, he didn't really have to describe it. I mean, we knew, you know, who who he would be talking about. It makes sense, the Santa Cruz style, but, you know, he kind of had to lay it out for, for everyone. So it's a good little like description under that style. But you, you want to know what's not on that list of being Santa Cruz style? That's right. You're correct. Yep. You nailed it. Mongo pushing. Which is why I had to do my first pause or rewind moment at 26 seconds in. That's it. I was like, damn. Look at how dangerous that is. Ruh-roh. That's the whole reason why I do this show. Mongo awareness. That was dangerously close from like being f- a front wheels liftoff to disaster moment. And I'm so glad they added that clip in there. And it was right at the beginning, too. 22 seconds, right? No, 26 seconds, sorry. Damn, that was a Mongo push and a half. So you thought this documentary was going to be about 47 minutes and 26 seconds of his childhood and challenges he had? Nope. Nope. It's 47 minutes and 26 seconds of how he overcame the need To Mongo Push. I kid you not. That was a gnarly Mongo push, though. (laughs) I mean, I was so glad he was able to to right the ship with that. I I believe it saved his career. If you think about it, it did. His mom, Rhea, or Rhea, I think it's Rhea, right? She didn't really say her name, but she didn't have a problem with it though, you know. I mean, like like many mothers, she loved her kids unconditionally. Mongo push or not, he was the quote checklist of sons, you know. And her actually her backstory was w- w- that she provided was very cool, and it actually helped solidify the story and the journey for the entire family, you know. And the story of how she ended up in Santa Cruz that was pretty cool too, because after living in Mexico for twenty one years, that's a long time. Think about it, where have you have you lived in the same spot for twenty one years? It's a long time. I mean, she was homeless with three kids, you know, living in shelters, and eventually led to, you know, that bright yellow Chevy milk van, you know. And that, that's hardcore in itself because that was way before vans were being converted into mobile homes like they are now, like have all these cool setups and solar lighting and, you know, shower and a sink and, you know, bed. That's hardcore. But, you know, taking it be- way, way before that, I mean, luckily for skateboarding, Emmanuel's parents, they got back to, you know, eventually got back together, and they had him at home. At the commune, he was breached and came in at a whopping 9.5 pounds. Yeah, I didn't that's not a typo. That's what that's what he came in at. You know, I loved seeing how they they weighed him too. I mean you see that? You see that nice little sack of of E Man right there? I mean, all they were missing was the stork, you know, to deliver him. That would have been that'd have been a pretty big stork too. Nine point five pounds. Damn, like a sack. But I did like, you know, really like the look on his dad's face, though, too. That smile said it all, you know, says it all. It was a great moment and so cool, if you think about it, that they were actually able to capture that on film, you know. It was nice hearing and and, actually seeing and hearing his brother, you know, friends and all their trials and tribulations, you know, hearing how he had to make the difficult choice to stop hanging out with, you know, the crew and, and going down that path of darkness that He saw coming, you know, and and leave that lifestyle behind. We've heard about it many, many times before. We all know how these stories end, right? And it it did. Unfortunately, it took many of his friends' lives, you know. Sometimes you just have to walk away from friends, from family, from difficult situations. I mean, it's, it's really tough to do, but clearly he did the right thing. And look how he ended up. Look how he's still going. We got to see where Manuel did his first ollie, you know, first stationary ollie, that is. You know, his brother's like, yeah, now try rolling. Totally typical brother, you know, our older brother. Yeah, bro. Always just not giving him the respect he deserves. I get it. I'm an older brother, too, so I can totally see myself doing that, too. Yeah, try rolling now. Yeah. Try pushing. But, in fact, though, those apartments are still there. Emerald Bay Apartments, you know, .net if you want to check it out online. I'm actually gonna give you some insider info. If if you're looking to make the move, looks like they offer affordable housing, which in you know in Santa, the Santa Cruz area is huge, and fully remodeled one, two, and three bedroom upgraded apartments for rent. Yeah. So if you're looking to make the move out here and come check it out, hell, I even you know, I posted a link on Twitter the other day for a skate apparel department manager position open right now at NHS, or at least it was a few days ago. I'm just trying to help out a you know fellow brother or sister, you know. Tell and, and tell them I sent you. They'll be like, "Who?" I have no idea who the hell that is. Rick, who? Some Mongo, something? What are you talking about? But but for real though, I got you. You know, I got you a, an apartment lead and a position lead. Just trying to help, you know. It's what I do. And good luck on that position, you know. Don't put me down as a reference though, if I don't know you. I mean, me, yeah, Rick said to uh, put you down as a reference. I don't know if I can. If I don't know you, I can't put in a good word for it. You know what I mean? Also, you might even run into E-Man trying to leave with a huge stack of boards on your way in. His way out, you know? <laughs> uh, that was a funny-ass, like, cute meat story. The Hollywood cute meat, as they say. Jeff's first meeting with Emmanuel was was basically him... He'll play in security guard. You know, he's the CEO. He's the, the, the head honcho over there. He's like, hey, punk. Hey, kid, get back here with those boards. Jeff had to pull out his taser, like tase him, tase the bro. Don't tase me, bro. I'm Flo. Don't tase me, bro. Give me back my boards. And why didn't you take one of my reissues, dude? You got something against me? I'm Jeff Kendall. When you take boards, you take one of mine, too. Now give them all back. All hell broke loose. You know, Crux trucks are flying. You know, Jeff got hit with a wheel stuck in his eye. White shirts all dirty from all the wrestling with Mr. Guzman. All right, fine. 90% of that was made up. I got a little bit sidetracked, a little excited. But but honestly, he, did get, he got called out for taking boards without the proper NHS employee handbook rules, the protocols. Got to keep track of that inventory, you know? It's the way it works, manual. It's the way it works. You know, you got, you say, you, if your board, it says seven of these boards, because they sell these online. If you only have six or five and you, you, you can't sell them, you oversell them, you, you you got a pissed off customer. I wonder how long they have to count their stuff too. Is it quarterly? Yearly? Does anyone know? Is it monthly? How, how does that work for skate brands? I mean, that, that's a whole topic in itself, you know? skateboarding inventories someone's gonna steal that watch and run with it but there must be a pain in the ass though if you think about it like you're counting all the bolts counting all the trucks counting all the boards you do you hire a team or you do it internally so now i'm just way overthinking it but I, I but now honestly i'm having look i'm looking at my palms so i'm having flashbacks from when i used to work at blockbuster and doing inventory of all that stuff the candy the popcorn the video games yeah, even when they had some VHS tapes, I was there that long ago. It was the end of VHS. We had to count all that. DVDs. Found all these ripped off DVDs. They were slicing open the sides and stealing all these DVDs. Anyway, side so ran over. <laughs> I'll check them. I see a lot of funny stuff here on the of my notes. So the, the, the story about his first international trip. It, it kind of had me on the edge of my seat, but it kind of had me you know kind of laughing too. to survive that means that he can handle anything. and he has. Look at where he's at, look at where he came from. look at where he was at then, making that rookie mistake that all, obviously rookies make to where he's at now. But then again, I don't know which one is worse. For getting his board on a trip. Or forgetting to take out that empty, you know, canister of weed. I mean, I'd say board, uh, you know, forgetting your board is kind of hardcore because you skate. Because especially since now, weed is pretty much legal everywhere, you know. I mean, look at all that nonsense they had to do for a little can of residue. There wasn't a pound of weed on there. There wasn't a bag. A little bit of residue. And they cleaned that van out. Hours upon hours of, like, stalling their trip. For a little bit of residue, it's kind of silly if you think about it, right? I mean, I know weed's legal in California, but you know, I don't partake with that stuff anymore. It just gives me anxiety, makes me you know, fall asleep, and makes me lazy. But hey, if you're into that, you need a legal state. California's one. I know, Oregon's. You know, there's so many. But, but anyway, look at what how they overreacted to that for residue. <laughs> That's how it used to be. So lame. But, you know, sales director Holly Anderson, you know, had no problems putting him on blast. I mean, no way is he going to do those two things ever again. He never did, right? He, he, he learned his lesson. Because good thing he's always had like a reputation of, you know, righting his wrongs. You know, the, I mean, it does say a lot about Holly though, because Holly could have easily just said, yeah, I'm going to ask you to just kind of stay back in the States and maybe think about what you've done, young man. Yeah, this is this is tough love. This is, you know, you're you're gonna have to find your own way back, you know, home now too, okay? Good luck with that. But this was such a great documentary. And the comments that his wife made about him and how he's you know how he is at being a father. It's all you need to know about this dude. You know, he's a real one. A helicopter dad to boot. I didn't know that. Spoiler alert, oh damn, I just ruined it for you. He's a helicopter dad. Go figure, right? One of the gnarliest dudes on a board. Helicopter dad. <laughs> uh, but I hear he's working on that. I hear he's getting better. We're, no, it's perfect. I mean, I guess can't can't make fun of him too much, right? But honestly, yo, in real talk, I didn't know I was going to get all emotional during this one. I thought it was just. I mean, I knew it was going to be some heavy material, heavy topics, heavy conversations. Oh gosh, just think about it now. Right after they brought in his son, Cairo, 4230, if you want to go the exact timestamp, when they asked him, they, they asked about how his dad is and what, he, what his dad does. He said, quote, he plays WrestleMania with me. I like to play with him. That, that right there got me. You're laughing. Don't laugh. How dare you? You haven't even seen it yet. Don't laugh. I just start screaming into the kitchen, wondering who the hell is cutting onions at this time of the hour, this time of the day. Turns out no one was in there. My kids weren't in there. Wife wasn't there. My wife was working. Sniffle, sniffle. The hell. I mean, come on, team. Little warning next time. What do you think of your dad? And the first thing he says, he likes to play WrestleMania with me. I like to play with him. That's a win. Damn, most kids. If you're lucky, you get one-word answers. He's nice. He's okay. I like him. Straight up plays WrestleMania with them. Yes. And I know I'm already getting. I'm, I'm getting softer and softer with age. You know, not like I was ever like hardcore. You know what I'm saying? I'm you know, saying I've talked about this before. And I definitely got much softer once I had my own kids about 11 years ago. But I just love that moment. Damn, that was good. But oddly enough, the sniffles didn't even end there. Nah, we're, we're, grab some Kleenex. Yeah, note to self, note to people listening right now, if you haven't seen it, just, just in case. If you're not like, you know, kind of a softie like me, you don't have to worry about it. You're like, damn, Rick, you're weak, dude. I was laughing through that whole thing crying but sniffles didn't end there nope and they had a few minutes of him talking about you know his current relationship with his dad and what he's learned now that he is a father so it's all come full circle the light bulb moment all the the stuff that he's gone through and how he's taking care and handling his situation and how his relationship with his kids <laughs> and how he had a recent rocky moment with his dad well not recent but You know, growing up, he had that Rocky moment with his dad. Actually, no, was it recent? No, it had to have been years ago. But talking about his karate trophy and his ribs. And I immediately thought of, like, Daniel LaRusso screaming at Mr. Miyagi, We did it! We did it! Yeah! Holding the trophy up. Yeah! Mr. Miyagi just nods, kind of grins, nods his head. "Mm hmm Yeah, I'm visualizing that right now. He had that moment. But he, he referred it to it as a rocky moment. But we're on the same page, see? Got a lot in common, man. But this is powerful, powerful stuff from E-Man. And if, you know, what I haven't talked about in the, these last few minutes doesn't inspire you to check out this documentary, I don't know what to say. I mean, at least go... Okay, hear me out. At least go to the 45-minute mark where it's it's titled in the chapter... little. Timestamp advice from E-Man. At least check that out, okay? Promise me that. Like, say you say you're, like, dude. I hate Santa Cruz skateboards. I hate this guy. I'm not anything. Just go to that point. 45 minutes in. Don't stop believing in yourself. That's what he said, and it's something we should all do, right? Don't stop it. Good advice. And as per Little Man Cairo's famous words. This documentary was pretty epic. I mean, to think this dude dedicated and committed his life to this brand. How many skaters have done that? How, how often does that happen? Not too many, right? Santa Cruz, what? They got Eric Dressen, too, right? He's another one. He's another lifer. How many brands can allow this? Keep these guys on the payroll. No drama. Keeping the team together. I mean, not too often do the stars align like this and like that for him. So much respect, Emmanuel. As I said earlier, dude's a real one. If you don't like him after this, you go like this what? You can't receive it. I'm holding my two fingers on the inside of my wrist here, checking my palm, checking my wrist. My my uh yeah, I do have a pulse. I don't know what to say. Check it out though. Trust me, forty five minutes well worth of your time. And finally, Long Island native Chad Caruso, as of this recording, which is April 9th, is about 16 days into his Skate Across America mission. Why is he doing this? You may ask why. Per, per my research, which I haven't heard directly from him, he's raising money for addiction awareness, and that's all I needed to hear. He had me at raising money, dot, dot, dot. Okay, I'm on board. Cool. Could I do that? (laughs) Probably not. I'm talking about, I mean, I could help raise money, but could I skate across America? Hell no. I mean, think about it. It would be tough to get my son to soccer practice and, and all that stuff and put a huge burden on my wife to handle everything. But it got me seriously thinking, though. Could I actually do that physically? I don't think I could. Actually, you know what? Let me rephrase that. I don't think I could do it at the rate that he wants to. I think he wants to do it as fast as possible. Like I said, I just found out about this. I'm going to go back to earlier episodes and maybe the initial one, find out what the full deal is, and maybe I'll come back and and correct and supply more info if need be. But if, if I tried, it might take me the rest of my life. I'm talking one block at a time. I'd be like, I love you. You know, to my wife and kids. Love you. Dad will be back. He'll be back one day, you guys. Maybe. Hopefully. Most likely not. I'll probably have just move across the country. Stay in New York or Maine. But no, no, there's no way in hell that I could skate in an entire state in like one or even two days. I don't even know how. The, what's the longest I've, I've skated. Like, I don't think... It, have I skated a mile in one one day? I don't know. I guess if you if I skated long, equivalent to it, but not in a row, like straight off, like straight straight mile, pushing, 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 switching, switching, switching. That's so insane. And think it think about how much uphill he has to battle. I mean, that's the key—the uphill part of it. That sucks. Pushing uphill is not fun at all. <laughs> like? there's this it's almost pointless you can't do it easily especially when you're in the heat but i just found out about this so you know i watched some of his latest episode and, <laughs> uh, and i'll put the link in the notes below so you can check it out too but sure enough about five minutes in there's a couple that happen to be going to georgia that that saw him and they know of his content and the dad offered him up like some water, which is really cool. He's like, you want cold water? I got got uh, warm water. I got snacks over here. And he also op- had the op- op- offered the opportunity to skate with him as well. And, he, of course, he's like, yeah, come on, let's go. Let's do this. Chad accepted, of course. What a moment. However, I didn't know what I or we would be witnessing in the next few moments would be the most epic Mongo pushing ever. No joke. I almost canceled this podcast after seeing it. It's about 5 minutes in. Oh. I mean this man has me questioning my stance on mongo pushing it, like overall, like straight fact. For one the dude, I mean dude was in complete control. Everything that I always say that's going to happen. He was in complete control. He rode on the middle of the road, on the paint, the smooth part. It was proper mapoti right there. For real, though, I'm not, I'm surprised I didn't jump ship on this show. I mean, for, no, no joke. Welcome to the Pro Mongo Podcast. My name is Rick Beta. I've seen the light. I'm no longer anti-mongo. Would I have to change my voice, though? it would be like more, a beat pitch but anyway, shout-out to Chad Caruso, though. I'm now following along. No, I'm probably not going to talk about it every week, but if any major milestone updates, like I have to find out, for one, how long is this going to take? Is he going to be done by next week episode? And I can say, damn, he made it! Or is he like on a three-, four-, five-week mission? I don't know. How long does it take to do this? All I know is I couldn't pull off as quickly as he's doing it. I mean, my legs get stiff you know, after skating an hour at the skate park and then trying to skate to the parking lot. And that's what, maybe a mile? I don't know. But much respect, dude. And here's to some more like downhill moments for you soon. I'm going to close my eyes right now. I'm going to envision some downhill coming your way very, very soon. It's coming. What goes up must come down, right? He's already had these uphills and flats. He's he's on he was on the flats when I checked. I think he was headed towards New uh, New Mexico. Next, he'll be doing some like crazy, wicked power slides. You know, kind of the ones where, oh, what do they call them? Where, where they they slide and they're you know turning the, around the corner. They're sliding backwards. He's got those thick gloves on, hands to the ground, like whoosh, kind of like Stacy used to do. Like, whoosh, whoosh, and he spins around. I will see some of that from Chad got this dude but that's all I've got for this week I appreciate you tuning in let's do it next week okay but actually no I actually have one final question I need you to lean in come in one more put down your whatever you're doing right now come in closer closer okay has anyone seen Sammy Baca like around I, I, I miss seeing him on four wheels if anyone knows him or knows of his location just just let him know we're we're thinking of him i'm thinking of him thanks